Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hello, Rush Nation, but also bye. That's right, terrible joke to start with, but I don't think I'd be happy unless anyone else said it but me. Uh, I'm Rob, uh, at Five Yard Rub, and here with me is the Silver Steeler himself, Pitsy. How's it going? All good, buddy, all good. I like that Silver silver Steeler. I mean, normally it's the Silver Fox, but I'll go with still and see that. I'll take that. Yeah, why not, why not? Uh, and completing the team, we have got Lewis as well. Lewis, how fresh are you feeling after a London win and then beating the Bears in two consecutive weeks? I am great. Luckily, the uh, Philly game seems to have been a bit of a blip. And, of course, I'm delighted how the season has started. But at the same time, I'm not too surprised. But, yeah. Rolling on that division, especially uh, as your cheesehead rivals are not doing the best at the moment. Um so now the gang's hall here, let's briefly go into a Thursday night throwback.
And the first Thursday of the bye weeks took us to Soldier Field with a Bears side looking to bounce back after a, a divisional loss, of course, to... Well, I'm not wearing nothing Vikings, but I'll still pop them anyway. Their opponents were the Washington Commanders with their new name, of course, and a returning Brian Robinson. So the quarterbacks, Justin Fields, who has struggled this year, of course, 190 yards through the air. He threw an interception, but he had an absolute bomb to Dante Pettis. He had a fumble win there, and Washington got to him a few times. 12 carries for 88 yards. It's his best so far this season, showing his dual threat ability. And 19.4 points on the night, which is his best showing of the year. Um, Carson Wentz carrying a bit of an issue with his throwing shoulder, but he done enough to get the job done, I guess. It was very, very ugly. That's two Thursday night games on the trot, which has uh, been similar. But 99 passing yards and two rushing yards, and it's his worst fantasy football performance on the year with 4.16 points. Yeah, this game was interesting, shall we say? Um, so, okay, we'll go on to the other offensive players. Uh, I'll start with Washington. The brightest part of this entire game was just seeing Robinson out there and playing after what happened just before the season started. So, to have him back in week, uh, what we it's week six now. So, yeah, that, that was probably the best part of the whole game, really. Uh, he didn't do too bad either. 60 rushing yards with a touchdown. Uh, I think the touchdown kind of saved him there as well a little bit. Uh, the rest for everyone else was pretty lackluster. Gibson was in there, 35 rushing yards, three receptions for 18 yards. McKissick, two rushing yards for 20. Uh, also, three targets but no catches, which we kind of yeah, expect a little bit more from the pass catcher back. I think that's what they have be classes in as. So, yeah. Um, Terry McLaurin, three receptions, 41 yards. Again, nothing special. Uh, Colton at the tight end, two for two. For 23 yards, I think that's about it. There's <laughs> not really a lot to say. Uh, now for the Bears, Monty, he got 16 carries, 67 yards, one reception for 13. Uh, Herbert pulled off a great run through the middle, then moving down the right. Um, seven carries for 75 yards, but that one uh, rush up the middle and down the right was for 62 yards, so that kind of took all of those yardage away from the rest of his stats. Uh, Pettis, we've said, pulled in a nice touchdown, had four for seven, eight four yards, and that touchdown, but that touchdown was also over 40 yards as well, so that kind of takes a lot of that away. And then Mooney, seven for 12 for 68. Again, this, this game just didn't have anything really significant to mention. Uh, it's just, well, for me, it was a bad game, so we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, um. I mean, you also got Samuel, who, you know, dropped an absolute peach just before, well, went through his hands, it hit his hand and bounced off. That could have been a great touchdown. And then Herbert getting held at the line as well. So, you know, that, yeah, that was probably the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but I've been saying saying all day, I think this is what happens when you get two mediocre defences coming up against really bad offences. You know, it, it kind of skews the numbers. So Washington, five sacks, one forced fumble on fields and an interception as well. So if you played them as an EST last night, you end up with 13 points. So a nice start. Chicago, three sacks, one forced fumble. Not a whole lot else to talk about. It was a lot of three and outs. You know, it's they, they dealt with the poor offense as well. And I don't know if you can see in the background over there. I have got 
Thursday night football in the bin. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. So we might as well move on to the injury report. And moving on, we shall quarterbacks. So Tua has actually um, logged limited practices this week, but I've seen that he's been ruled out for week six regardless. Teddy Bridgewater, obviously in concussion protocol, but he was limited Thursday. Um, keep an eye on that one because Skylar Thompson, the rookie, he could get the start anyway. Dak still hadn't practiced as of Wednesday, but he was limited Thursday. I'd expect Cooper Rush to start still. And Jameis Winston looks like he is on the road back to starting for the New Orleans Saints. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday. So Andy Dalton could be in the bin. <laughs> I'll add him in there. Throw him in. So running backs, not too much uh, of a change here. We obviously have had Rashad Penny's injury in the game last week. Um quite surprised he lasted this long to be honest you know with his uh, injury proneness but that does pave the way for Ken Walker to come on in let's get those wheels up James Connor also left the game last week uh, as did Daryl Williams one of his backups James Connor with his ribs Daryl Williams with his knee um, James Connor didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday so it could well mean Eno Benjamin maybe the Arizona RB2 after Kyler Murray wins around as well Saquon Barkley, he left um, the Giants game uh, with a shoulder injury uh, in London. Uh, he did re-enter the game in the fourth quarter. He has practised in a limited fashion uh, Wednesday and Thursday, so fingers crossed the Giants get him back for this important game. Damien Harris was limited with a hamstring injury on Wednesday. He is expected to miss time, and we know how much those hamstring injuries can uh, last and just stay with you, so... For, for the foreseeable, I think we could lock in Ramondre here too. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's been a big miss for the last uh, week or so. He didn't practice Wednesday, but he was limited Thursday and Friday. So we could see him back for the Jaguars, against the Jaguars, I believe. Yeah, I think the um, JT, there's word, words is that he's, he's doing his best to try and get back for, for week six. I thought he was going to be out for longer, but... We shall see. I'm hoping he doesn't get rushed back for him to then make it even worse and be out for even longer because that's that's the worst thing you can do for that type of injury, isn't it? So, he, I mean, he is a tough cookie, though, you know, and he, well, like most running backs and that you find they, they want to get back on the field as soon as possible. But I, I think he's able... The, the workload last year, there's no way he wasn't banged up at some point, even if it was, no matter how minor it was. Yeah. For me, anyway, oh, especially after the last two years in college before that. But yeah, great. Let's move on to the wide receivers then. We've all seen Keenan Allen has not been featuring since week one. He's limited in practice um, on Wednesday, so good sign. It's going to be. It's, it's, I think it's going to be another setback at the end of this week. We shall see what happens with him. Uh, T. Higgins did not play uh, basically last week. Recently had a concussion as well. This week it's his ankle. Didn't practice on Wednesday, but he has since returned to the practice field today. So, one to watch whether they can get him going or not. Uh, Tyreek Hill, his foot is uh, doing all sorts of things. He did not return to Sunday's game and the loss to the Jets. He's limited on Wednesday. Matt McDaniel said that everything is looking good for him. 
Um, so hopefully they're just being cautious this week. The Orleans Saints, we saw the big touchdown from Alave with a massive hit to his head as well. So he had concussion. Obviously, we've got MT with his foot. And Landry also all did not practice this week on Wednesday. Uh, Alave was limited on Thursday, so we just need to check that injury for his head and see if he comes back. And then two more were added quite recently. We've got Tyler Lockett was added last night for his hamstring. And Robbie Anderson was just recently, in fact, just about an hour ago, put down as questionable this week too. Yeah, Tyler Lockett could be a big miss for Gino as well. They seem to have something going on this year. But tight ends, obviously, Pat Fryer, Muth, Muff, whatever you want to say. He picked Oof. up a move. He picked up a concussion against the Bills and did not return. Now, Zach Gentry, he done okay in his absence. But he was also banged up um, I think it was his knee Pat has been limited Wednesday and Thursday Gentry didn't practice until Thursday But it was a full one So you'll have to keep an eye on that on Before Sunday To see which way they're going to be going um, Dalton Schultz I think he might have re-aggravated The previous um, knee injury Because he didn't return to the game Against the Rams and he's been limited Wednesday and Thursday. And just a quick word on Kyle Pitts, obviously with the hamstring injury that kept him out of week five. He's been limited in practice this week so far. Oh, I thought I'd gotten a bargain with Schultz on the way of a wire in my league as it just turns out he might not be available for this week either. So that's something I'm going to have to have a look at. Oh, um, let's move on to our next segment. It is weak points. Nice. So let's get straight in with them. We have got the weakest against the quarterbacks. Uh, this week, number one is the Raiders, but they are on a bye. So that's. We don't need to really touch on them. They were averaging 25.5, but we can move on to number two, which is the Ravens. They were averaging 23.6 uh, points to quarterbacks. This week, they're up against New York Giants. Uh, and obviously, Daniel Jones proved he could come back in a game against uh, the. Green Bay Packers, so it could be a nice weapon this week. Uh, hopefully that form can continue, but obviously we need the running back to be within two to make that work. Um, Lions on third, they are 22.9 uh, on average, but they're also on a bye. Yeah, it seems like the teams on bye haven't been doing very well against the skill position players, but weakest against running backs, this is one. The Chargers, they're letting up 28.9 points on average and they're facing the Broncos. Obviously, Javonte Williams is out for the season. So Melvin Gordon seems to be the guy there. Um, obviously, Mike Boone, he was half relevant maybe last week. And you've got Latavius Murray there who scored a touchdown in London. Um, the Texans, they're on a bye. They were letting up 27.6 points. And then we've got the Browns, um, 26.9 points, taking on the Patriots. Damian Harris, obviously likely out. Ramondra Stevenson, 161 yards last week. He looks good for this one. Um, weakest against wide receivers. Uh, sadly for you, Mr. Pitts, it is the Steelers uh, with 41.5 points. Bad, bad, bad. And they are okay. <laughs> The Buccaneers, who, as we know, have got a good selection of wide receivers to choose from. Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, Scotty Miller as well. 
Um, but for me, Chris Godwin stands out just because they're likely going to put coverage on Evans and Godwin's that Godwin is the next man up. Um, so yeah, it could be any of those wide receivers, but Godwin is is my choice for these ones. Yeah, and Fitzpatrick is also banged up this week as well, so one of the best uh, in the back could be an issue as well. That's not good. Mm. Uh, second on the list, and this completes the bye week teams, the Tennessee Titans. They are on 37.6 points. Uh, like I said, they're on the bye. Third team is the Ravens, 36.4 points on average. And as we've already said, they are at the Giants. Darius Slayton, for me, stood out against the Packers uh, after having virtually no involvement up until that game. He's seemed to have taken a step forward in that group. So he's my first shout. And then David Stills and Richie James, David Sills and Richie James, they round out that group. Whether or not they have got the talent to do it against the Ravens, we shall see. Uh, right, so weeks against the Titans. Seahawks are at the top of the list. They are averaging 23.6 against the Titans. Uh, this week they're up against the Cardinals. So you've got Ertz and McBride that have potentially a good shot here. Uh, the Cardinals are up next, slightly less um, they're down at 15.9, so that's quite a difference between the Seahawks. Uh, they're up against the Seahawks, as we've just said. So, again, be an interesting one, that one. Uh, Fan has been a little bit underwhelming, but big Will Disley has been touchdown dependent. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they can manage to get that in. And then, we've spoken about the Raiders, 15.1, they're on the bye. Cool. So, we move on to our final segment, and that is the Flex of the Week. Right, uh, covering, so we had, like we talked about, Las Vegas, Detroit, Tennessee, Houston, all on the bye this week. Uh, so it's trying to find some place to kind of fit in amongst all that. I was so tempted to go with Ramondre Stevenson again as a double down on the last <coughs> this week, but I felt probably need to go somewhere different. So uh, I'm sort of doubling down anyway. I'm slightly old school as I'm going to go for a flex that I made in two seasons ago on the Fast Action pod when it before the video came out. It is slightly a risk. He is questionable all week, but if he is good to go, Jacoby Myers is my pick. Uh, last game, uh, last week, with the rookie, he had eight targets, seven receptions for 111 yards and a touchdown, so that was pretty nice. Game before when he was playing again, he played against the Steelers, 13 targets, nine receptions and 95 yards. So he suits up this week. Uh, he's their go-to guy in New England and he's working well in this offence and they go up against the Browns who have been letting in all sorts of yardage so this could be a nice week again if he is ready to go Yeah, I mean I don't think he could have got away with Stevenson after 161 yards last week but I think this is the first tight end we've picked out for flex of the week this season and I know it's my most rostered player over all the however many leagues I am in. Evan Engram. Now, the Colts are very good against wide receivers. Joint least fantasy points allowed versus the position. Christian Kirk, he had an off week last week, uh, week five. It wasn't very good week four either. But Engram is Trev's safety blanket when he can't get things popping. Consistently over 70% of the snaps each week. And against Indianapolis in week two, he had eight targets. He caught seven of them. Only 46 yards, though. Houston, last week, 10 targets, caught six of them for 69 yards. Obviously, with tight ends, it's all about finding that touchdown upside 
which he hasn't yet provided us with. So he should have the volume, which could transpire to a touchdown. And the Colts are also letting up 13 and a half points to tight ends on average, the fifth most in the league. So, yeah, my boy Evan Engram. Nice. Now, my flex of the week is down on the sheet as Eno Benjamin. But as we know, several surprises can appear in games. And I'm going to drop a surprise in right now. My flex of the week is Taysom Hill. He's not a tight end. <laughs> so, Engram is still the first tight end picked at this uh, in this flex of the week. Yet, um, Taysom Hill seems to be a player that no defense can deal with. So he can pass it, he can run it, he can catch the ball, he can recover fumbles. He is the utility man. Nathan uh, from our chat knows this very well. He he propped him so hard on the chat last week, um, and I think he can do it again. Um, it doesn't matter how much prepping you do for Taysom Hill, he just seems to find a way. Um, we've already talked about all those wide receivers who are going to be missing from this lineup. You know, we've had Thomas not practicing, Olavi could be out, Landry's not practicing. They're going to have to put the ball somewhere. And with Kamara back as well, I think Taysom Hill is going to be the perfect complement piece across the board. Um, there have been people who've been waking up to this as well and putting him in the flex. So I think anyone who is here and listening right now, put him in the flex as well. Yeah, we, with Taysom Hill, he's like the tight end three or four or something like that on the year. And he's caught one pass like for two <laughs> yards or something like that. It's absolutely mind-boggling. But Eno Benjamin, who you was originally going to go with as well, obviously James Connor's looking to miss time. Daryl Williams, he got, um, well, I think Benjamin was in front of Williams anyway, so I, I love that shout as well. Did they sign, uh, was it Corey Clement? Is that the sign this week as well? Did I see that? I'm sorry, uh, they, yeah, they signed someone of uh, the Cardinals anyway, so. I, I think that's just another body for just Tyler, not, Tyler not to use, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, I think that is about it for this week anyway. Nice. I enjoyed this one. There's, uh, there's a few things, especially when you've got bye weeks to throw in the, into the mix as well. It definitely makes waivers a lot more interesting and trying to work out those little tweaks that you need. So, especially with all these injuries at the moment. The injuries seem to be just non-stop at the moment. It's crazy. They are yeah. like it up. Definitely. And there's no, there's no London game this week. Is that, is that correct? So... Yeah, yeah, I believe. 30, the, I yeah, week eight, I believe the next one is. Yeah, Robbie should or know week... this. We're going, mate. We are. We are <laughs> indeed. I just want the American viewers and the listeners to not have to worry about setting lineups at a ridiculous uh, time. Ridiculous time in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. All right, right, boys. Well for today, and anyway, you guys out there, see you next week for week seven for more Fast Action Friday. Until then. You can live a long, healthy life 
if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.